Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. He's the one is now. 9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I, I really don't know if that song has a peer in terms of hitting it as hard as you can hit it. It's such an eloquent yet edgy. I mean, if you know, you know. If you know, actually, tell us how much you love that song or even who sings it. 888 1029. That's 888. 1029, and if you, you do engage with us, tell us who's singing the Ten Crack Commandments. That'll help get you a little ways towards a free You just gave it away. You know someone's consulting the hey, Oracle known as Google it's right now. Right. I didn't say they're going to automatically <laughs> win. I just want them to text, 888 That'll help get you entered. We are going to give you uh, a chance for a free pizza pie. Courtesy of Front Street Pizza, we'll do that here in about 20 minutes. So keep those text messages coming in. 406-888-1029. Text us about the music. Text us about college football, the Grizz, the Bobcats, the pizza, whatever you want. Speaking of uh, downtown Missoula, which, by the way, Front Street Pizza is uh, located on Front Street, uh, as you uh, probably... the street from the old library. Probably are so inclined. Uh, I went to downtown tonight last night, and I thought it was so weird. I've lived in Missoula for the better part of my life. And um, I didn't see anybody that I knew. And I would say that one of the best parts about Missoula always has been the camaraderie. Yeah, the closeness, right? Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people this day and age, they want to go places in public and not see people they know. That seems to be a, a big trend. Uh, but it's just strange. My encouragement to everybody, no matter where you're from, and I'm not one to, you know, get off my lawn, don't move to Montana, whatever. I mean, everybody moved here at some point eventually, you know. <laughs> we're, we're all, we all immigrated here at some uh, point in time. But I just encourage us to say what's up. Meet some new friends. Introduce yourselves. Montanans are nice. And uh, all of us that are new Montanans, you should be nice too. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Friday. Rajim Seabrook. Yo. Kicking it with me, Coulter Nuanez. My man. On ESPN Radio. All right, no more of this uh, bemoaning the state of college football. Let's talk about some of the good, actually some of the best, 
I rattled off some of my best sports stories from this last uh, athletic calendar year. Mm-hmm. A couple Fridays ago, we were up there at Gray Wolf Peak Casino. It's a fun one, uh, as it always is up there. Which, by the way, this is a total tangent, but I, I meant to ask you, have you ever heard of Nick Lasau? So the sports bar up there at Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Why does that the Lasau? Why so, does that so feel? So the, the Grizz, or excuse resonate. me, the, uh, the Gray Wolf Peak Casino up there on Evero Hill. Uh, on the Santa Scrutiny Indian Reservation. Yeah. Their new sports bar is called the Lasso Sports Bar, L-A-S-S-O. Oh, yeah. And it's named after Nick Lasso, L-A-S-S-O-W. W. Yeah. He played for the Canton Indians, which was one of the first NFL football teams, famously captained by Jim Thorpe. Nick Lasso Bingo. was the leading rusher in the National Football League, I believe, in 1922. He only played four years, hurt his knee, but a, a man who grew up on the Santa Scrutiny Indian Reservation was an NFL player at the origin of the NFL. I thought that was so cool. I thought that was such a good history lesson. What an honor. No question. That's crazy. So we were talking best sports stories of the year. I know you have some. So what was your what was your top sports story of the year, just period? Uh, period? The rise of Giannis. Like, what he did with the Milwaukee Bucks last year was just, it was one of the greatest Cinderella stories, I feel, um, in the history of the NBA, um, I love it when small market teams win. Um, I love it when 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 teams sacrifice it. I mean, Giannis is a megastar. Don't get me wrong, but you know they didn't have the big three or the dynamic duo or any of that. It was just a total team effort, and uh, it reaffirmed my love for the game on that level alone. It's a good one for sure. From a local perspective, what did you think was the, some of the top stories around? Oh, from here? a local perspective, just anything and all of it's good. Oh. I, I like I like all. How about of it. how about back to back state titles over at Sentinel? I, I, baby? I thought that was I thought uh, not Let's just go. not just Missoula Sentinel, but I thought the whole West, uh, the dominance of the Western part of the state. Absolutely, uh, I think that it's it's revelatory of of the growth for sure. But I also think it's a true testament to the coaching as well. I agree. I think that uh, when you look across the coaching landscape in Montana high school football, yes, veterans and a sort of a, a similar uh, program style dominated the day for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the longtime coaches like the uh, Don Schillingers of the world in Baker or the Scott totally. Kings of the world totally. in Malta or you know even Terry Thomas and Dylan, Tim Roscoe in Frenchtown. Totally. And so many of those teams, what were they doing? They were running the option. And so they had a youth program to teach the kids the option early on. They're, yep. you know, just running a factory. Farm systems. Playing tons of defense, you know, all that. But I do think that more than just population growth, I think that the uh, the maturation of some of the, the best young football minds in high school football landing at the schools in the West. I mean, make no mistake, to me it's not a coincidence that Missoula Sentinel, Hamilton, and Florence – all won state championships this last fall, running college-style offenses, college-style programs. I mean, you're, you're required to work out in the offseason. You're required to go to camps, put in the work, watch yes. the film, all yes. that stuff. And you got, you know, a sub-40. McDane might be 40 now. Dane Oliver might be. He's early 40s. He's still a very— He's just turned 40. That's what I'm saying, though. He's a young coach, right? Like, oh. this, this dude's a 10-year head coaching veteran just turned 40, right? Yeah. I mean, Bryce Carver's not even as old as me. He was playing for the Grizzlies with my little brother. He's, like, just turned 30, and he's winning state championship at, at uh, Hamilton. I know uh, Coach DeShane, Pat DeShane Sr. down there in Florence. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's probably late 40s, but he has, a high, he has a high school son. Mm-hmm. But still, you can't, you can't really take away from what he's 
done down there too. Truth. They all have in common as well that they've been able to hire assistant coaches that have college roots as well. They have that prominence. You know, J.P. Canagata was helping down at Florence. Hamilton has several guys who have Grizz ties. And, of course, Sentinel's had a new, numerous coaches that have played you know, high level of football, including yourself. So uh, I think that the youth movement is on in the West, and I think that's part of the reason why we saw the West dominate. Well, I, I, I'm going to also liken this, the days of having your homeroom teacher, your science teacher, your janitor, and your administrative assistant be your coaches is also dead. Sure. You have more outside influences coming into the schools to coach as well. Uh, I, when right. I, it's a good point. I mean, like yourself, you, you yeah. work in a variety of different sectors that aren't in it. I mean, it, part of it has a step of education in it, but you're not at Sentinel High School, right? Right. So you, what you also have now, you have, um, you have people. That's a really who, good point. I hadn't have thought Yeah, of that. you have people coming in from different walks of life that are adding elements to the game and adding elements outside of the game into yep. these programs. And then you also look at the fact that you have programs, and I'll use Sentinel uh, in the West, Sentinel, Loyola, uh, Hamilton, Frenchtown. You have you you have large coaching staffs. Sure. What does that mean? Right. Like we had eighteen, we've had eight, anywhere between fifteen to eighteen coaches on our staff. That's larger than some you know mid major. That's oh, more than Bobby Howick has. Yeah, yeah. I mean Bobby Howick has ten assistants. Yeah. So when you have that many people, like not only you get to coach your kids up, you get to love your kids up even more. Right. And that changes the culture of your locker room as well. Well, and you can also have a lot of different voices, right? You can you can have the good cop bad. Bad cop dynamic, for lack of a better oh, way totally, to say it. Oh, totally, totally. Right? But you also, you just, you also have a a stronger message being shared within. You only have five guys doing it, but if you have eighteen guys doing it, and you're preaching it from freshman up to your all American right. quarterback, then let's go. That's why it was so impressive, though. Like when uh, down in Dillon, right? When Terry Thomas was doing it, and you know, like Rick Nordahl was. It was Terry Thomas or Rick Nordahl just riding it. You know, oh yeah. yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. they had three, four helpers every year or whatever. But those guys were, you know, the offense and the defense making it happen. That, that small sound stuff is is cool as well. Gotta but love it. Nuance is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. About five minutes from your opportunity to win a pizza from Front Street Pizza. Text us. Keep, this is a text to win. Keep those texts coming in. We'll pick one of them here uh, before too long. 888-1029. That's 888-1029. You want to win a free pizza from Front Street Pizza? Tell us what you think about any and everything that we're talking about. What were your top sports storylines? Locally, statewide, regionally, around the country, pro, college, high school, whatever. Text us right now, 888-1029. Or just text us, you know, what kind of pizza? It would be a one-topping pizza for Front Street Pizza, but uh, keep those texts coming in. Thanks to Front Street Pizza, their continuation of mm. Friday Pie Day. What else you got written down there? You have nice handwriting. I think everybody has nice handwriting because my handwriting is just awful. Well, I'm a man. I'm a I'm a lefty. Like two mm, combinations that make handwriting not a good. So thing. here's what's so funny is because my mom's always asking me why is your handwriting so bad? Because uh, I used to have okay handwriting. Yeah. You want to know what it is? Is I'm slightly old enough and and was into the profession of, of sports writing at a young enough age that I was uh, covering games by hand with shorthand, shorthand. for like most of the f- first six years that I was a sports writer. Like when I would go to high school games when I was working in Washington, I took all my own stats. So I had like little symbols and numbers and things like that. And it's just, you're just scribbling, Impressive. scribbling, scribbling, right? Yeah. But then it's like that ruined my handwriting <laughs> from from there forward. Anyways, what do you have in your nice handwriting written down? Why, thank you, sir. Uh, in no particular order, I started off with the rise of Giannis. And then uh, yep. the John Gruden Raiders football scandal was was huge. That was a huge story. Um, and then the my other story was at the beginning of 2021, Vax were the... 
vaccination requirements and athletes like faking, you know, vaccination yeah, right. records. Like you have eighteen million dollars in the bank, <laughs> you're like you're faking documents. Right. Um, and then Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl with yeah. the Tampa Bay Bucks, and That's then uh, Simone Biles withdrawing from the Olympics. Where my top five uh, sports storylines of last year. That's good. Thank what you, if, sir. What if I told you that it's been two years since Tom Brady won the Super Bowl? Rams won oh, the Super right, Bowl that's last right. year. That's right. You said, I thought you said 2021. No, it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah, no, this is, it's all good, though. Tom Brady retiring and coming out of retirement was certainly one of the top stories. See, that boy is trolling. <laughs> he is trolling. Get those texts coming. Friday Pie Day, Front Street Pizza. That's what TV stands for, trolling Brady. <laughs> 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Uh, some of the other top storylines I had from this last year, um, I thought that... I, I, think it, I think it's so interesting that you can directly see, uh, in a lot of positive ways, the, uh, the, the changing in landscape of the peoples that are living in Montana. We've seen a, a pretty rapid rise of the popularity of soccer uh, in Montana. Totally. Soccer, for so long, there was so many guys. Football was so huge that so many guys were choosing to play football, even if they played soccer early on. And mm-hmm. now I think there's a lot of opportunities, a lot more opportunities, especially for girls in soccer, mm-hmm. uh, to for, for a variety of, you know, highly competitive in Montana. Also, maybe afterwards going to college. I mean, some of the best high school soccer players from Montana are going D1. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're going big. Oh, yeah. Um, but I thought one of the coolest storylines of the whole year came – I believe it was actually the first championship game of the fall, this last fall, and it was in boys' soccer. Uh, the Class AA tournament was here in Missoula. Hellgate was gunning for their third straight state title. They played their old nemesis, Bozeman, and, and make no mistake, last 11 state titles have gone to either Hellgate Back or Bozeman. Back and forth. That's it. And uh, Hellgate was able to win for the third year in a row in extra time on a walk-off by their captain. Marcus Anderson puts one in the top corner on his home field, in his hometown, in his last high school soccer game, to three-peat. I mean, that's like a storybook. You can't. That's when truth is stranger than fiction. Like, you just, you can't. You, if you tell someone that story who isn't, isn't like, savvy to what's going on in Missoula, they think you're lying. Cedar Spotlight continues, and I'll give you a little spoiler alert. Marcus Anderson's going to be one of them. we got to get him back in here yes, sir. Uh, to talk about this one more time. We had him and uh, a couple of his teammates in right after it was happening. Uh, I don't even think it had sunk in for those kids uh, when they were in here because they were just still riding the high you know, the following week. But that was definitely a cool one. I thought a couple other uh, cool storylines, specifically on the statewide level uh, this last year, I thought just the Cats and the Grizz. Uh, both making it happen on the national level. I mean, mm-hmm. both schools have always been good. They're always going to have systematic advantages just with their just how popular football is in Montana, how much we love college football in Montana. But for both teams to be in the top five going into the rivalry game and then still be in the top five coming out of the rivalry game and then go on runs in the playoffs and to have Montana, Montana State in the top eight of the, you know, of the final bracket and Montana State in the top two. Uh, it was cool. It, it was the best that the Grizz and Cats have been at the same time in my in a fifteen long time. in my fifteen years covering it, and uh, I just I thought it was a thrill. You know, I think it's so great when the two teams are on a collision course for all year, they meet, 
And no matter what happens, it doesn't ruin either one of their seasons, right? No, that's like, the perfect storm. Right? Like the Cats were 9-1 and one coming in here. They got whipped, but that helped vault them on the Grizzlies. And then they went on and had another great playoff win against Eastern. Mm-hmm. And Montana State, they were still dang good. And boom, they would go in three straight in the playoffs. It didn't ruin anybody's season. Not at all. I think that's the dream scenario. Well, I, well, w- Listen, Harry Potter, where's your wand waving to make it happen again? We need it. I do think that we're uh, fast-tracking towards that uh, again. This year. Yeah, this year as yes, well. Um, uh, the other c- couple storylines I thought were so cool, during basketball season, I thought there was a lot of great storylines at the high school level. Yeah. But none better than Dougie Peoples. Dougie McBuckets, as his new nickname is, <laughs> hit a step-back three walk-off at Dahlberg Arena to win the state title. He basically calls game at the end of a pickup game, splashes in a 25-footer for Butte Central to win the state championship. Uh, it, it, it was blew up the internet. It did blow up it the internet. Up the it, internet. Was it was sweet, amazing. It was a sweet video, man. Yeah, those are those are the moments you you live for as a player, a coach, a parent, and as a fan. Even if you have no affiliation with the school or the community, it was just a great moment in sports history, especially here in Montana over at Dahlberg. So um, I don't know how many times I watched that on repeat. It was ridiculous. The other uh, couple basketball storylines I thought were great were. Uh, one uh, actually both had roots in Billings. One Billings Skyview won their first girls state basketball championship. And if you've been following along uh, under their new head coach who joined us earlier this year uh, after they won the state championship, he's, he's relatively new now. But he bottomed the program out, and they were one in nineteen several years ago. Mm. He was playing a bunch of freshmen, and, and you've been kind of a part of an experience like this when you guys when you were coaching the girls when they were younger at Hellgate. Totally. And then that that group kind of then made some waves at the state tournament as sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Uh, but Skyview did the same thing, but they ended up winning their first state championship uh, in their high school's history in girls' basketball. Multiple Division One players, including Brooke Berry, who joined us for our senior spotlight earlier this uh, summer. She's going to New Mexico. Uh, so I thought that was a cool storyline. But then the other one, not schools from Billings, but schools that played a couple of their biggest games in Billings. The Billings Metra hosted a couple, uh, ex- or not even exhibitions, uh, showcases of some of the best Native teams in Montana, Native American teams mm. in Montana. And the two matchups between uh, Lodge Grass and Lame Deer, they, that was, sold, they sold that thing out, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. the pictures were unbelievable, right? Yeah, I mean, it lo- that looks like a college, like a Final real. Four game. Totally. For, I mean, for real. Like, yeah. they, there was more people at Lodge Grass, Lame Deer, which are Class B schools, than there was at Kakariz for men's hoops. That's that's pretty crazy. Gotta love it, man. I love the landscape of high school sports. <clears throat> Sorry about that, folks. I love the landscape of high school uh, sports in, in the state of Montana. It is. It, it, it's what keeps me involved. It's what keeps me coaching and keeps me reading and watching and viewing. Like, we have such a great opportunity, great opportunities here. Regard, sorry, I'm in the weeds about it. I just no, love it's, it's, high it school is. sports it in is. this state. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Check it out. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. Rajim Seabrook with me, Coulter Nuanas. This is Northwest Bonjour. Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them on the corner of Stevens and Mount here in the Garden City, or you can check them out online at nwmsrocks.com. I thought it was uh, also very cool to see Montanans on the national and world stage, and uh, we saw that occur in both uh, the Olympics and also in track and field. And I thought that the close of the careers of, or I, mean, I guess I shouldn't even imply that. They haven't officially retired yet. 
But third Olympic appearances for a couple young ladies from Montana, including one from right here in Missoula, uh, very impressive. Maggie Voison from Whitefish and Darian Stevens from Montana, they both mm-hmm. went to the Olympics one more time, and it's uh, great stories of perseverance. Both those young ladies had devastating knee injuries that they, oh, yeah. that they came back from. So it's always cool when you see Montanans in the Olympics. I also think that you know we should aspire and think it's a realistic goal to have skiers in the Olympics. I mean, go figure. Montana should have some some, sk- some skiing prowess. Um, but I thought the other one was just watching some of the young people in this state, particularly the ones that run currently at Montana State uh, in the track and field world. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, D- Duncan Hamilton is truly a world-class runner. I mean, he ran the, the second fastest collegiate time in the history of college track and field in the men's steeplechase this last year, uh, this la- this last NCAA outdoor championships. He finished third, uh, or excuse me, fourth at the United States track and field trials, one spot away from qualifying for the world championships. I mean, this kid's 20, and and he is running alongside the top runners in the United States, and he, just a kid from Bozeman, Montana. It's the, it's the quality, something in the air and the water, folks. <laughs> it, it definitely a part of the culture of the town, uh, to be sure. Um, well, I, the last one I have on my list is Catherine Burkoff, who's the Missoula Hellgate no. swimmer, no. who's at NC State and uh, continues to um, set national records. Swim world-class times, earn All-American honors. I think she's got nine All-American nods under her belt already there at North Carolina State. And uh, she was as dominant as they come during the uh, her high school career at Missoula Hilga. I think 16 state championships and 16 state records. I don't really actually think you can do any more than that. I don't think you can do any better than that. <laughs> so uh, she has been taking that to the, the highest level. And uh, speaking of Olympians, don't be surprised if you see her uh, in the Olympics someday. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook kicking it with me, Coulter Nuanas here on your Friday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It is a Friday pie day. So let's do it right now. We got all those texts coming in. We'll give you one last chance. You want a free pizza from Front Street Pizza? Text us right now, 406-888-1029. Andrew will pick one of the uh, people that has texted in, 406 888 and uh, we'll give a call down there, and we'll give you, get you a pipe and hot large pepperoni pizza, courtesy of Front Street Pizza, as part of our weekly Friday Pie Day. We're going to have a, uh, a discussion about what this all means. How do we get back to what sports are supposed to be about? Or maybe they still are about it. We're just misinterpreting it. Or maybe we're just thinking too hard. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences. 
in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. It's so funny because if, if you're of a certain age or you grew up at a certain time, there's a... It's such a it's such a funny like eighties late eighties early nineties maybe even just it's a nineties thing. This or this compare and contrast him or him you know Jordan or Magic Johnson Magic Johnson or Larry Bird compare and contrast Tupac Biggie Biggie Tupac one of the most inflammatory of the uh, one or the others and uh, I don't know I think that people still talk about that kind of stuff but I don't know if those guys are are right off the tip of the tongue as they used to be. What do you think? Who's better? Who do you like more? Tupac Shakur, Notorious B.I.G. Text us right now, 406-888-1029. I just want you guys to just keep sending the texts in. That's basically what I'm here for. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for kicking it with us on your Friday. Rajim Seabrook is now, as you watch on TV, back in studio. Oh, he's got some caffeine. I didn't get my guy a Florence coffee, so uh, he's he's found the stash, which is a good thing. I, this is this is a communal stash, and I, I always want and need uh, all of my peoples to have the the proper amount of caffeine. So Rajim found a little uh, yerba mate. Oh, he's gonna do it right on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, on the radio. Uh, that's not anything but delicious, organic, and uh, as they call it, free sourced. Tea, a great kick. Are you a, are you a tea guy? I know you're a big coffee guy. I am. I love tea. I, uh, I'm a big fan of red teas and mm. black teas in mm. particular. Okay, nice. very good. Uh, I was thinking about this whole thing with the realignment of, of college. Oh, fo- boomerang conversation. It always is. Um, but I was trying to pinpoint the things that we that per- we're perceiving that we're losing. That makes this sort of rub us the wrong way. Because in some ways, I think that once this gets set, I, th- I think that the chaos and and uh, crazy change is always going to be disruptive initially. Yes. To, to sort of abs- absorb and, and figure out. Um, but when we settle into this, I think that even if you don't like the premise of it, as from a fo- pure football perspective, it's going to be hard to say that watching the gauntlet that is the SEC when it when it even now includes Oklahoma and Texas, or watching the gauntlet that is the Big Ten when it now includes at least USC and UCLA and maybe as many as uh, Washington and Oregon. I do think there's some parts of that that are pretty interesting. You know, like the first time Penn State goes to Seattle, or the first time Oregon goes to Michigan, like that's going to be fun. Uh, to, You're going to see juggernauts play. It's like a heavy. It's like watching a heavyweight championship fight every week. For sure. And so I think once we settle into that part, from a pure consumer perspective, I think we're going to watch a bunch of this. But it also just makes me harken back to uh, 
what I think that we want to love about college football and some of the things that we've lost about loving college football as well. I think that there's a certain element of fun that still exists, but it's dissipated quite a bit. And I think so much of what's made the fun dissipate is the unbelievable expectations. And the way that we judge teams and judge programs is almost exclusively based on wins and losses. Mm -hmm. If you win big and you don't get caught cheating, you will stay employed. If you don't win big and you do get caught cheating, either or, you're losing your job. If you have perfect academics and not perfect on-the-field performance, that doesn't matter. Or the opposite. But if you have perfect on-the-field performance and terrible academics, nobody cares. You're getting a raise. (laughs) That's horrible. Right, right. So I think, though, that we've sort of lost the part where this is supposed to be. I, I think one of the things that ails humans in general is our denial of our own instinct. I think that we are, we've tried to gravitate so far away from our animalistic ways, but in reality, agreed in in reality, some of this stuff, we love college football because we can truly say we, when we're talking about the team, right? There's a tribalism element to it. There's a, 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 a group of people coming together part, but this is why I always get so grumpy around the time when it's going to be the Cat Grizz rivalry, the Grizz-Cat rivalry. Because I just had to say it both ways just to appease all you people. Because people take this as life and death, you know, love and war. You know, it, it, the Hatfields and the McCoys. Why can't we just appreciate the phenomenal display of young people that represent us as towns, communities, and a state? Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, like to me, th- there's been a bunch of coaches that have gotten fired in the state of Montana over the last 20 years. That was not really a thing that happened at the Montana schools. But then it started happening mostly because of elevated expectations, right? But I think it's sort of ridiculous that a coach is going to get fired for not being able to beat one team in a 12-team league, even if that one team is your rival. I know that there's so much more that gets goes into it, but this is what makes me come full circle about what is sports supposed to be about? And I think that we want it to be about what our instinctual animalistic ways tell us this is supposed to be in theory. This is supposed to be a coming of age ceremony for our young men in which we celebrate them. And I do think we can get back to that. If we all consciously try to actually think of it in that fashion. Part of that is called development. It's called the culling. It's called being patient. It's called starting on day one and ending on day 100 in this day and age of overly active dopamine receptors. It's the here, the now, here, the now, here, the now. You're not planning for tomorrow. You're not planning for down the road. So you lose right. a lot of that buildup. I remember growing up, a, a quarterback would get drafted. He may not see the field for four years. And people were okay with that. Right. But the product in year four or year five was, you know, if your name was John Elway, you were going to the Super Bowl. If your name was Jim Kelly, you were going to the Super Bowl. Right. Like there was just the whole transformative aspect of of growing. Right. Now it's you're ready. Now hit hit the ground. Now rubber meets the road. Now I want it now. Facebook like now. Ding ding. Dopamine. I can't stop. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook rolling with us here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. This harkens all the way back to the beginning of this when I was talking about it being easier to uh, to accept in its pursuit of greed 
if it wasn't associated with what's supposed to be student athletes and and college universities, I, I battle with this myself a lot. For example, when Bob Stitt was here, and then when Bob Stitt <laughs> didn't didn't play well or didn't didn't perform well as the head coach at Montana, I killed him on this show, and oh, I said I said the fundamental. Thank you for doing that. But I said the fundamental thing here that Bob Stitt doesn't have is he doesn't understand the expectations at Montana. But here's me being a hypocrite saying that we should look into the holistic performance of a program, not just the wins and losses. And so then, again, if we want it to be ruthless and cutthroat and have no nothing but wins and losses and dollars and cents, then we need to remove it from the higher education structure. It would just be a lot easier for us to think about. Good luck. I know. Too much money involved, man. Too many, too many deep pockets and short arms. They like keeping those pockets fat, not flat. I, the thing that's also so funny, though, is there's this perception that Football makes a university a ton of money, and it does secondarily, but not directly. Like, the revenue that the Grizz football team is making I is think funding it, the athletic department. It's not funding the university whatsoever. No. It might be enhancing the university because you might have more students because your football team is good. But I do think that that part of the equation has gone a little bit down as well. I think it, I think it's really contingent upon the university or college. Sure. Um, I'm going to say the University of Michigan. Football's playing for a lot there. That right in Ann Arbor, true, true. right? Uh, I I've been there. I've seen what that money does. The winning traditions of a Michigan, and I can't believe I'm giving these guys praise because anyone that knows me knows I I hate <laughs> this school. But it also attracts buku dollars from the student body because people want to go there because of those winning traditions. So it's it's I think it's really um, up to the individual institution. Um, and we could split the atom on that all day. Uh, see, that's the other thing I was thinking about when it comes to uh, if the Montana schools are basically forced to or required to or in need of moving up. Mm-hmm. I think now in the world we live in, a lot of people that graduate from the two Montana schools stay in state, but a lot of people move away. Truth. And I think some people that move away stay connected to the university through the sporting programs. Mm-hmm. But I think a vast majority of those people, uh, I think a vast majority of people move away and they get disconnected from the sporting programs. I think it's easier to lure more alumni back the higher level that you play. And I'm just talking about them consuming your product, not necessarily ever coming to Missoula ever again for a game. But if you got somebody living in Ohio, if the, if the Grizz are playing a true FBS opponent, Week in and week out, I think there's just a like more likely chance to engage the alumni base that lives abroad. I think so too. I, I, I think it 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 wakes people up. You're right because there's a there's a certain and you like myself. I love the Grizz, but there's a certain monotony to playing the same eight teams every year. There's a certain mundane sure. aspect. Well, and, um, and also because the Grizz do have the Grizz and the Bobcats both have. Such tremendous, uh, such higher, such more, much more higher, higher expectations. But are also, uh, such a better them. brand than the schools Truth. that they pay. Truth. So then, therefore, though, then the expectations are skewed because you think Montana should beat Northern Colorado and Southern Utah one hundred percent of the time. Every time, all the time, anytime. Right. right. 
which it's you, an interesting deal. It is. It's. Uh, I think Montanans love being front runners, but I also think it would be an interesting dynamic for how I. I, I a part of me, I, I used to always be on the don't move upside, to stay in the FCS, try to dominate, try to win a bunch of national championships. And oh, by the way, the Grizz haven't won the Big Sky since 2011. They haven't officially won the Big Sky since 2009. 11, yeah, they haven't won years. a national championship in 21 years. Yep. So it's not as if they've just been completely mowing through the division. They've been good. They've been at, at certain times during the 2000s great. Really great. Over the last 10 years, I would say the best they've been is very good, but not very great. Yet, I do think this upcoming season they have a chance to be great. Again. But I think that it, I used to be totally against moving up. I just think that a new challenge could be very intriguing. A new challenge, but also new weapons, new right. resources, new allocations of funds, new places to 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 scout and to to get transfers from. So I don't know. Um, the more you talk, man, as usual, you're sitting over here tinkering with this old man's brain. <laughs> And I don't know. I need I need to I need to think about it over the weekend and get back here Wednesday and and have the to be continued conversation. Can't wait about it. Let's go. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. We're just gonna talk about all the rest of this stuff <laughs> with the rambling, wide ranging, and incredibly fun conversation continues on your Friday. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 